0: In today's episode, I've got Ayush Rai with me. He's an Asian working as an analytical chemist at JM. Hi, Ayush, and thanks for talking to me today.
1: Hi, Richard, and thank you for having
0: me. So, I normally introduce people before I get into the conversation, but today I really want to start with a question that I've been meaning to ask you, if that's okay.
2: Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah,
0: I I really want to ask this question because I think it's very uncommon against... Not against. I think it's very uncommon amongst Nepali boys and, well, the ones I know of. And that is, how did you get into cheerleading? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh... Yeah, I know you've talked about, like, doing gymnastics in your younger days. And I just wanted to know, where did it all begin from, really?
1: To, um, actually, this is a, quite an embarrassing story. Um, because uh, I, well, on my first year of uni um i went for like a session of cheerleading and um the uh, american football team
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then i realized you know what american football i'm just gonna get hurt. cheerleading it's fun it's it's good exercise mm-hmm. and it's not um oh, to clarify to the audience it the, the cheerleading squads like kind of split into like game squad like pom-pom squad and then there's the stunt squad mm-hmm. and i was in the I was in the stunt squad and um majority what we did was went to competitions and it was like pretty much gymnastics um and throwing people catching people and it was really good fun yeah um so I generally like have no regrets of doing it um but yeah yeah, it was quite an embarrassing story when I had to tell the captain of the American football team uh, why (laughs) why you're not joining
0: their team
1: Yeah, I was like, uh, I, I prefer, I prefer the cheerleading. It,
0: did you have? It was, to, it did it you really say that? And, sorry. Did you really put it that way? Did you say like you preferred cheerleading, or how? How was the conversation with him?
1: Well, it was, it was, it was kind of quite. He was a, he was a pretty casual guy. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, we, after the first session, um, I was given a position. I can't remember what it was, and uh-huh. he was. The captain of that position right that's how it, it was kind of laid out and uh he took all of our phone numbers and uh he messaged me saying okay w- um you yeah, know we're gonna meet up this day to talk about uh, uh training and mm-hmm. like tactics and stuff like that and then i just messaged back saying uh yeah um <laughs> i've not been um, i can't commit to uh the three training sessions right a week. i'd rather go to like the two training sessions a week on cheerleading and I to be honest the yeah, the American football team and the stunt squad um from cheerleading we were they were really like close and tight knit. But he was like, yeah, that's fair enough, yeah, it's fine.
2: Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, because the thing was, I only went for like one or two sessions, and I hadn't really signed up for anything. Right. So. But yeah, I ended up doing cheerleading. <laughs> no,
0: I I think that's amazing. Um, no, I was just really like curious about how you even got into it, but no, that's that's great. Um, I know like you've always been quite an athletic person, and obviously, besides cheerleading, you know you've been into other sports like you played basketball, and you've also like you also go to the gym. Um, did you ever think about pursuing a career in sports or being an athlete at any point in your life?
1: Um, I think there was a point, um, before university where I thought, you know what, I could possibly pursue a career in Taekwondo, uh, mm-hmm. because I'd invested majority of my teenage years with a you know, great bunch of people and great, uh, tight knit community, mm-hmm. um, to kind of push me towards that area. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, you know what, um, yeah, my, my body because martial arts it's very dependent on what your body type is and I was kind of like a heavy kind of heavy footed not the you know the light flexible guy <laughs> so that yeah <laughs> so that kind of made me realize quite early on like maybe I could go into coaching instead mm-hmm. so yeah um yeah it, it did come across um early on and then later on with but then again, like with Taekwondo, having done that for the majority of my teenage years, I you know managed to use line cheerleading just yeah. because I was, I was more flexible than most guys. right um, So you had have, that advantage but like, Yeah, a slight advantage. It wasn't a massive advantage, but um yeah it was it was a slight advantage for me. And uh, I could do some cool
0: kicks along with the routine. So it was fun. <laughs> nice. I mean, as Asians, you know, generally um, we're kind of told to focus on studies and everything else is just a hobby, you know, be it sports, arts. Um, and I think that is changing slowly now, but pretty much, you know, for the first generation, um, I think that's something that everyone can relate to. So is did that mentality, you know, of having to do something academic, have an influence in the path you took as you grew up?
1: 100 percent um like my first priority growing up was studies mm-hmm. uh like just because you know my parents um as a coming from a working family work, uh, working class family
2: mm-hmm.
1: studies was uh, like a gateway for all of us and I, I don't think there was anyone who thought otherwise and yeah to be honest it's paid up paid off quite well uh trying to focus on studies but at the same time having hobbies um Kind of gave you that social interactions, kind of build your network through that way, kind yeah. of build your pers- interpersonal skills, you know. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like um, growing up, studies were the top priority for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, th- every now and then, like when you're in the, the rebellious teenage years, you will kind of kind of stray away from the mainstream studying, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. The yeah, priorities change yeah I mean I can definitely relate to that I remember like my parents being yeah like go do that sports but just remember (laughs) you can't do that as a career I'm just like oh okay yeah that's that's 100% true like Mm.
1: that that was the same for me as
0: well yeah but I mean (laughs) I I also understand where they're coming from you know yeah yeah so I mean currently you're working as an analytical chemist and um, I really just want to know what it is that you do. I did have a quick look on your <laughs> LinkedIn profile, I must be honest. And it all seemed quite technical. Um, so, I mean, if you could just talk about it, you know, in like layman's terms for me, just so that it would clarify things. I mean, that would be great.
1: Oh, um, Yeah. Um, oh, let me try and do this without... Yes, you're right in a sense that it is a quite technical role where you have to. It's very chemistry based, Mm -hmm. um, and then it kind of builds into um, you know data analytics at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, But my my main role is as a quality checker, like a quality control. So whatever um, the products my the company I work for make, Mm -hmm. it needs to pass. Company specifications, for example, and then the customer specifications, and I make sure that that goal is uh, achieved when we make new products. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: are you yeah, whether, sorry? Are sorry. you allowed to like say what kind of products you work with?
1: Yeah, I think the products. Um, yeah, I can. So anything that's um, so I'm in the auto catalyst business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so JM has uh, a multiple sector, mm-hmm. like um, some invest in uh, gas and refineries, some batteries, some in um, oil exploration, and then I'm in the auto catalyst business. Okay. Um, so JM originally created the first catalyst so, catalyst. For a, a combustion engine car. Wow. So that kind of keeps. Well, that that's the main role of a catalyst is to reduce pollutants going into the into the, uh, into the environment.
2: Right. And
1: I think yeah, it was that was one of the biggest reasons why you know JM has such a good reputation because it's always um, focused about about uh, sustainability. Yeah. And. Yeah, as in as as my role, I make sure that the catalysts that we produce for our customers are um, as what what we agreed on it when we make when we win a deal or win a business with them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, oh, I wish I could go deeper, but because uh, we we are a competitive business, there are things like well, I can't go too sure. deep into the. Uh, to the products themselves
0: no but I think you gave you know good enough um, summary of what to do so thank you for that and um, how did you get into this role so you know after university did you look into um, being an analytical chemist or was this something that you found along you know your uh, whilst you were exploring what avenues to get into
1: yeah, I think this, the second answer, your second, uh, guess was probably the closest because when I first graduated, I had no idea, uh, what I wanted to do because, um, like you, I did biomedical science to my bachelor's. Right. And, um, at the end of it, I realized, you know what, medicine, I, it's not for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't want to pursue that. Let's see what's in the field. And then, you know, I, I kind of, um, jumped, jumped uh, into this role as a lab technician to begin with mm-hmm. I didn't like that and then I moved on and then somehow I just uh, ended up applying for Johnson Matthews mm-hmm. and then you know what <laughs> the job's all right <laughs> and then I <laughs> job's all right I, I got to learn a lot more than it's, it's amazing I think I learned more in my first year working than I did in my three years of doing bachelor's Wow,
0: um, right.
1: just because there was so much i, I realized you know uh, like the, this analyst role this business is so big and there's so much to learn mm-hmm. and then you know that combined with you know working with you know commercialization and taking all that into consideration like consideration it's uh, it's a very big uh you know, big pool to go into mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I've just enjoyed every minute. Oh, not every minute, but
0: every yeah. uh, every
1: day. Yeah. Um, um, and little, um,
0: yeah. yeah. I'm sure it must be, um, you know, I'm sure you're involved in different projects as well. And, you know, are is your daily um, routine quite uh, varied? So you get to enjoy it more? Or is it kind of a similar thing every day that you still kind of enjoy doing?
1: So, um Early on when you because it's a technical uh, technical yeah. role yeah. Um, early on you kind of to do that mundane task of getting to understand how the business runs and how the yeah. department works uh, like with any job and then but then there's the addition of learning the instrument itself mm-hmm. and um, you know, you can have one instrument but like three different suppliers and each supplier has different ways of running it um, mm-hmm. and once you get uh, kind of familiarize yourself with that, it's kind of okay, there's projects coming in f- um, example, a customer a customer wants uh, a postmortem. Yeah. Uh, so like um, analysis or something like that, and then you kind of have to figure out how we can t- um, uh, give an answer to the customer, I guess mm-hmm. um, so it it can it's very dependent on how motivated you are right, um, right. I, I could I could go one day by just saying look, I don't want to take any extra projects up mm-hmm. up in backlog I just want to do the the, the, the main routine tasks mm-hmm. so um, but it, it, it's quite flexible that way
0: yeah that's great and I know I think I remember that you'd also taken a project management course I mean was this part of your job or was this something extra that you did on the side
1: so, yeah, so I did. Um, I did a five-day intensive Prince Two course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that was again um, something I invested in myself. Wow. Uh, it was something that kind of interested me on my towards my second second or third year uh, in Johnson Matthews, mm-hmm. because we had we had structures of running a project, but um, I was more interested in running large projects. Um, so I did that. And it was a great asset to have because, firstly, it's recognized. And secondly, it gives you so many small tips that you wouldn't really learn even while on the job. It would mm-hmm. probably take you to make a mistake to learn it. Mm-hmm. So a uh, print view is just like a great way to kind of um, uh, kind of format your project into a very structured um, st- uh, structured format, I guess. Yeah, I
0: yeah, know that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so what would you say you know is the advice that you would give to others that's wanting to venture into this career path as well
1: um i think you've got to be very honest with yourself and be like do you, if, you, if there's a if there's a career that you want to go to you got to pursue it the way i landed in this role is i had no idea and then i was going to take you know my motivation was trying to learn new things mm-hmm. and this is how I landed on as an analytical chemist so if you, if you really want to be an analytical chemist um, then you need to kind of immerse yourself into learning how to problem solve trying to get into you know doing small projects um, to begin with like even if it's uh, you know like a little startup for yourself or even if it's like a youtube channel mm-hmm. and you know try and trying to kind of build that uh, management skills and then and then everything kind of comes with it.
0: Right. So, you know, what is like the next step from being an analytical chemist for you anyway?
1: I think um, the, there's a lot of things that you could go into. You could, I could, you know, there's the option of just staying as a, as a uh, technical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, technical specialists or, uh, something I'd rather do is go into project project management. Right. So in the past uh, past year and a half, I have kind of told my manager and uh, my manager's manager that you know give me larger projects and mm-hmm. see how I do with it. And you know, most of the times I've been quite successful in them. Nice. And you know, every time you kind of lear- I, I've learned something new. Yeah. Learned something. And uh, with the uh, project management course and also on the side I'm doing this data analytics which is kind of uh, complementary to um, what I'm currently doing as a analytical chemist Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the uh, that's where I want to go into I guess
0: right wow I mean that's so impressive how are you finding time to do everything (laughs) you know working and also (laughs) taking on all these different skills and courses
1: I mean the the project management course itself was again like I said it's a five-day intensive course Mm -hmm. and uh, it was very difficult for me during that week and a Mm -hmm. bit while I did the studies did the exam
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but then after that after you start applying it to your job it kind of becomes second nature like oh have I have I done this okay what do I need to do before I go to this next stage of my project yeah. So it kind of becomes second nature, yeah. um, and you kind of forget the whole pr- uh, the project, the Prince Two mm-hmm. principles and stuff like that. Because it, but then with the data analytics, um, so I so this is like a uh, course that Johnson Matthew put me through. Right. Um. So they kind of give me the twenty um, percent of the t- my working hours to study
0: for that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. It's like part of so, your career progression and development.
1: Yeah, mm. um, you know because obviously, with everything being all companies going into more digital side, digital, we need uh, all companies will need data analysts mm-hmm. uh, to kind of uh, make that next step. So I think this is part of their strategy, I guess, mm-hmm. like with many, many others, yeah. many other companies.
0: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, we are turning more and more digital every. <laughs> Um, day and every year so no that's so yeah. true um so obviously with you know the project management side if you want to take on more of that role would you say then it's kind of a change in the sense that you would be more um people facing in the sense that you'd be communicating more with different people as to what you're doing now or is there any you know difference at all
2: um well
1: Somewhat yes, somewhat no. Because obviously, with like I said, with the with the daily tasks, you you have very little people interaction. You mm-hmm. just go there, you know. You the only interaction is you and the the analytical instrument that you have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, but with the larger projects, you will have sponsors. You will have um, people to manage. You with um, people, for example, the customer, um, and then you also yeah. have the quality assurance people to kind of keep well keep happy keep them happy i guess yeah. and you also have people out people underused doing some of the jobs so it's not much of a change mm-hmm. but um i guess the the field itself might change from a uh, from a chemistry to something else right. um, because it, you know as a if if i do pursue a career in project management it mm-hmm. would be it wouldn't just be one specific field. It would have. It would. It can be any field.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I guess yeah, there's that flexibility once you <clears throat> do project management and get more into it. You know, you're open to so many different things that way.
1: Yeah, that's that's another thing that um, that kind of pushed me towards doing project management because as much as I enjoy science, mm-hmm. uh, I always think science is kind of like a hobby because you I'll always be interested in learning mm-hmm. something new. Yeah, and the uh but the the part i enjoy the most is the uh, is the project management itself like trying to get the deliverables trying to you know, mm-hmm. trying to problem solve throughout the whole trying to keep people um you know motivated to do <laughs> yeah. to do yeah uh, to, do, to, to, to do the work i guess yeah.
0: No, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's yeah that's great and you know like all the best, and uh, I'm sure I'm sure you'll be achieving that soon enough. Um, and that's quite exciting as well, actually. Um, and it'll be great to kind of catch up once you know in a few years' time, maybe, to see where you're at and what you're doing. Um, So maybe if we take it back a few years and um, go through your university days and, um, you know, I would like to know what you studied. I think you just mentioned you did do biomedical science, but, like, where did you study and how did you find it and how did you find the overall university experience?
1: So, yeah, um, so I did a bachelor's in biomedical science in the University of Sheffield.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. And, um, yeah, to be honest, I did, I enjoyed learning i enjoyed learning it but uh, the part of retaining retaining the information was quite mm-hmm. difficult right <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like oh this is really interesting yeah but can i retain it for an exam can i uh, can i write an essay and yeah i'm gonna be honest i, w- I was really i was you know I, I struggled a lot with those kind of you know written essays yeah. and i think I think I, everyone can agree that those you know, written exam, essay exams aren't the best way to kind of yeah uh,
0: I agree kind of, yeah. I agree because I think it's also because you you're not exactly you know getting stuck into it and then doing the practicals like all the time because it's mostly just theoretical. I mean, you we probably do some experiments here and there, but it's not the same as doing the job, right? So if,
2: yeah, yeah. So completely. I
0: suppose that I, I guess different people learn in different ways, but no, I completely agree with you. So, how did you kind of get through it then? Obviously, if you you know were obviously finding it difficult,
2: (laughs) with a
1: lot, a lot of difficulty. But uh, I had a lot of supportive friends um, during that time, Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, that that got me through quite a quite a bit. Um, And to be honest, like uh, I think everyone's got that strategy of you know how keeping close with two or three people and sharing notes, going going to a cafe, trying to study. I say trying because I always failed with my (laughs) friends (laughs) who just like the game distracted really quickly, but you managed to get through it at the end. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, the people, um, the people was probably the biggest uh, thing that left an impression on me in Sheffield Mm -hmm. because the the guys I uh, graduated with, the guys I studied with, I, I still keep in touch and they're all, you know, they're all doing well for themselves and, You know they're all hustling uh, in this you know (laughs) competitive world. I Mm -hmm. guess. Um, So yeah, I think yeah studies yeah that's important. But also I kind of it's kind of important to enjoy the company and kind of learn different different things from different cultures. And that's a good. I don't know if you thought the same when you went to uni, like because you have so many like such a diverse group of people, full of people. Mm -hmm. That you you know, there's so much to learn out outside of just uni as well
0: yep I think it definitely burst my bubble and um, you know I realized soon after joining university that there is a whole new world out there that I wasn't even aware of and I got to meet people from so many different backgrounds and countries and it was such a good experience like you said it's not just about the course itself but the entire experience itself and um, you get to meet a lot of people not only that you get to experience different societies um, and it also teaches you like how to balance life in a way because I'm sure you had a social life right like how was that part yeah. of your experience
1: yeah 100% like it does build on your uh, I guess life skills I guess exactly uh, but, um yeah Social. socially um oh we towards the end of my final year we did uh, open up a Nepalese society, and the funniest thing was the majority of the people weren't Nepalese. Oh
0: really? <laughs> wow! There
1: were, there were people who were interested in you know Nepal as a culture, and that's so cool. Yeah. So that
0: did they? Good. Did they know of Nepal from before?
1: Um, yes, most most of them. Well, most of them were my um, coursemates who were who just wanted to be a part of nice. something different yeah. and you know, and they were the ones that kind of pushed me and uh, I don't I oh, I'm sure you won't mind me name dropping so much you know uh, trying <laughs> to uh, yeah. open up a, na- a national uh, inter- uh, international society so nice. um, and it was really supportive again like I wouldn't have done that uh, we wouldn't have done that if um, you know uh, we weren't around the right people mm-hmm. and kind of pushing into it and majority of them um I guess they were just uh, interested in the on the food in the food I guess
0: <laughs> but, I mean food yeah. plays a big role for sure it,
1: it, it is it is um I did say like yeah, the number of times we did like momo parties and stuff like that
0: yeah <laughs> it, was,
1: it was it was a good time <clears throat> and yeah.
0: yeah so was was there any other Nepali people, like students in University of Sheffield, before you guys, or why was there not a society before?
1: So the only person who I knew was in the, uh, was in the university, um, happened to come from the same town as us, um, okay. and uh, I don't think we didn't meet anyone new mm-hmm. since we started. But I'm, I think I haven't logged on. I haven't logged on to the. The um, Sheffield Nebsoc Society page for a while, but I think yeah. there are new, new students there, um, okay. and it's the society's still going strong. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, that's uh,
2: good.
1: I'm quite, you know, I'm quite privileged to know that it's still going on. Like, I'm yeah, quite, I'm really, really kind of proud of myself.
0: No, uh, definitely.
1: Uh, and and everyone running it until now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's so nice to have that, and I think for any other future, you know, Nepali people who do decide to join, I think there's like a sense of community already established for them to join and not forget that culture, but also for you know other students from everywhere else in the world to understand what it, yeah, what it is like to be from from Nepal. And it's really funny because I've also met people in university who've never met someone from Nepal before, and they're like, "What's Nepal?" (laughs) Like, I'm just like, "Oh no." I mean it is a small country but you know it is I think it's so nice to be able to kind of tell someone else where you're from um so yeah
1: Um, yeah definitely actually I I need to correct myself there was an there was a group of Nepali students but they were in a different university very close to University of Sheffield okay um they were in Sheffield Hallam it was like kind of the the rival uh, oh, university to I us okay. I, forgot, I completely forgot the the uh, in our first year they welcomed us really well, oh. even though they we were from a different university yeah. they'd invite us and kind <laughs> of embrace us as their own and oh. um yeah and it was it, yeah and uh, I think there's a couple of people who settled down um in Sheffield, mm-hmm. which is nice because um I think the last time I went was a couple of four years ago mm-hmm. and uh yeah going there to see them again it was it was nice it was it was nice to see a yeah, friendly face
0: that's sweet um but yeah no it was really nice finding out about your university experience and talking about that just now um and you know before we close off I do have one closing question for you it's not a tricky question it's just a fun one really (laughs) so don't think too deeply because sometimes I feel like when I ask people some questions they're like oh my god and then they start like doing all these equations in their heads and I'm like no it's just a simple question honestly um so what For you, this is a personal question for you. What is the best thing about being Asian for you?
1: Um, I think it's the food. I'm not going to lie. That's the first thing that came up in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Being from an Asian... Rather than being Asian, rather than... uh, It's more to do with being raised by an Asian family. Right. Um, The amount of... Like the food that you're exposed to is unbelievably diverse, like from sweet to spicy to salty, and yeah. I think that's one of the best things of being an Asian. Um, and then you know, um, although you yeah, Nepal is a small country, mm-hmm. we have you know food influences from all around, from India, from China, Absolutely. Uh, from you know, abs- like from it's most Southeast Asian yeah. countries, and you know, like it, it's so. I guess diverse but at the same time it's so close like very uh, similar as well at the same yeah, time yeah, that uh, it's probably one of the best things about being Asian. The, no the food.
0: I would agree as well Ugh, you just can't I well I just can't get enough of Asian food um it's funny because I mean and, and quite bad in a way because um sometimes I go to you know other countries for a visit and whatnot like to other European cities and like I love trying out new food but then at the end, at the end of the day I'm like like I'm completely craving yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian
1: food. You always pack. You you always have to pack a couple of packets yeah. of uh, ramen or some some yuanyuan <laughs> when you go on a holiday longer than four days. I know. Cause you, I know. Because you, you, you miss it. Because. But yeah, it's uh yeah that would have to be my answer.
0: So that's, yeah, that's a great answer, and I yeah completely agree there. I yeah. mean, it's been so good, you know, just chatting to you. Um, and thank you so much again for sharing your journey with me today. And um, I I think now I know you know everything about you in terms of you and your gymnastics and your cheerleading and um yeah. So I I I think you know I've learned a lot about you today so thank you so much and you know are you happy for you know people to ask you questions if they have yeah. any questions about um what you do and so on and maybe if it's something like linkedin they could connect you on would you be okay with that
2: yeah completely i'm
1: i'm, I'm an open book if you if you've got questions i will happily answer it to the best of my abilities and also, uh, I don't think there's enough guys representing this cheerleading society. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone, it's, it's not a girl's exclusive. No, absolutely uh, not. I agree. It's, it, it's a co-ed. So um, yeah. I, I, I urge people to try new things because, um, yeah, I, I didn't think I'd enjoy it that much um, to begin with. But oh. after, after the whole experience, although I only did it for a year, it was one of the best things I did in
2: university
0: nice i love how you close that off with you know cheering for the cheerleading squad love that and you know I definitely, I definitely think it's important to put that message out that you know it's not just for girls so yeah thank you so much and hopefully i will catch up with you soon in um person whenever that thank may be you.
1: <laughs> thank you for having me rich and uh, all the best to you and i really hope I want to end this by saying what you're doing is unbelievable. Um, yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's, it's a great thing that you're doing. So Thank uh, you. all the best.
0: Thank you so much. Supporting. Thank you.